and welcome back to The Strange Perspective. Welcome back to my podcast. Welcome to the last episode of Furry Month 2023. Now, it was around this time last year when I decided to end this podcast. I still have that episode up for people to listen to. And the reason why I wanted to end it was for very personal reasons. Sadly, a casualty of me ending that was an episode that I created with the guest I have today. I did not release that episode. But in returning with the podcast, I decided instead of just releasing it, I want to redo it. Because we talked about topics that left... I couldn't talk about Euroferns. I, I couldn't... Everything that had to do with Euroferns, I had to delete it from my mind. So what better way to to redo it with a new topic, almost with a new topic, than to actually do the interview again. And I decided a long time ago at Furry Month that the last person that was going to be on it, and I took that away from him, will not guarantee be on this podcast. So it is with great pleasure, great pleasure, I can finally do, do this right by him. My guest and the final guest of Furry Month 2023, Various. Hello and welcome. Hello, thank you for having me. Thank you for doing this again with me. No problem. But for those who don't know, please introduce yourself. A quick introduction. Yes, my name is Warius. I'm a uh, dragon from uh, northern Norway. Been a member of the furry fandom for 15 years, roughly. And I... I'm one of the very few furries in the fandom who doesn't really do suiting. I do camera work. I go to conventions with my camera, and we take it from there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If you follow my Twitter, at DannyStrangePER, you will have seen photos taken by this wonderful person. And I will absolutely put up your Twitter handle after this. But my friend, we are mm -hmm. here to talk mostly, if not indefinitely, about your a furry conventions experience. You went recently to a furry convention in the States. That is correct. Which one did you go to? I went to the big one. Not just the big one, but my dream one. And that was Anthrocon, baby. Anthrocon. I don't have very much to come with since I haven't been to a furry convention in the States. So I want to know, I want you to try to tell this not only to my to the public, but specifically to me, your experiences with it how, it, how it's like. And at the end, I want to talk about the big difference between a, a Swedish one or a very Northern European one compared to the States one. So let's start with step one. Why, why mm -hmm. Anthrocon and when did you decide to go to Anthrocon? I decided to go to Anthrocon back in 2020. I was actually scheduled to go, but we all know what happened in 2020, do yep. we? And then I'm like, okay, and 2022, I was not able to go due to a knee injury. And then I decided, fuck it. I will be going next year, and I don't care how much it's going to cost me. I'm just going to go. All right. And so, I decided, okay, yeah. <laughs> so it was it was basically the, uh, the same same type of mind that I had when I went to Japan. It was just, you know what? I've, I've put this off way too much. Let's just go. I'll deal with the consequences later because I know the benefits of it will weigh up the, the negatives of it. Absolutely. And not to mention, I was a completely broken man back when I made that decision. Both, both physically and mentally, I assume. 
Uh, we're talking mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, and spiritually. I want to know, without going into details, because details will come later, did mm -hmm. this give you what you wanted? Absolutely. Good. So, you decided to go to Anthrocon, and you finally did. Did you go alone? I traveled to Anthrocon alone, but when I was at the airport, I met someone, someone I have known for about 10 years in the fandom. Surprise, surprise, is one of my pillars. <laughs> Did you go with intention of, of staying there for a long time to be with this person, or was it more specifically, no, the dates I'm going is for Anthrocon? It was more specific for Anthrocon, that's correct. And I did the whole trip with my pillar. So I'm guessing it was a from the airport to the hotel type of situation? Absolutely. All right. You, you come, you, you, what city is this in? It's in uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Pennsylvania. So you come to Pittsburgh, you, you're at the airport, you meet up your pillar, you go to the hotel, talk to me. How was the first day of the convention? What is your what, what was the first feelings you got when you got there? I'm guessing the very first thought was, holy shit, I actually made it. But guide me. How was the first day when you got there? Well, the first day when I got there, well, because I traveled all the way from northern Norway and to Pittsburgh, it took me roughly 20 hours. And, you know, when you go flying, you have delays. So I landed a bit later than uh, expected. I missed the opening ceremony of the gun, which kind of sucked. Yeah. So I think I got to the hotel around 8 o'clock in the evening with my amazing pillar. Mm -hmm. And from there, we basically, well, the first thing we did, we, did we, we grabbed ourselves a good beer. We smashed it open like Stone Cold Steve Austin from mm -hmm. WWE. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> and after that, you know, we basically just walked around a little bit, get to know the area, do the normal things you do at the convention. You pick up your badges. And uh, after being there for about an hour, my amazing pillar, full suitor, decided to suit up, run around the lobby after he traveled 15 hours from Amsterdam. So he has been to the convention for roughly about, like what, an hour or something? And now he's running around in fursuit without any sleep either. Jeez. And I do my thing, you know, because I'm a cameraman. I end up following him around everywhere, meeting up with friends, both of him and of me. <laughs> and from there, it just goes, well, no panels are actually happening because it's so late in the evening, but we meet up with all of my American friends just in one evening. Damn. And that's mostly step one. So, but, but when saying that, when you said that you, you do what you do, which is, which is cameraman, did, was there no feeling of, you know what, I want the first day to, to just focus on being here? Or is it more that you never know what moments you're going to capture, so it's much better to have the camera and not use it than to need the camera and not have it? Was it, type, was it that? 
Like, what goes through your mind when you see the camera? Do, do, do you feel more like, no, I, I want to relax today, or no, let's just dive right in. Let's do this. I'm on Athrocon. I want to take photos. It was more like, I want to just dive right in and get down to, you know, go up and do the photos and that kind of stuff, really. Okay. <laughs> so you met, you met up all your American friends. I'm guessing since you arrived at 8, this is most likely maybe 10, 11, and that's when you decided to just, let's let's party, or or what did you guys do? Well, we walked around a little bit in the, in the fursuit. We walked around maybe for two hours, and then, I mean, I just call it a day, because at that point, I was awake for roughly 48 hours, and I just crashed in bed and burned. Jeez. Yeah, no, it's, it's much better. It's much better to, quote-unquote, crash and burn the first day. That's why. That's when you have fully charged batteries for the second day. Did you feel oh, yeah. any sort of like? Did you feel any sort of sense of man? I I fucking did it. I made it to Anthrocon. Did that thought ever go through your mind in the in the on the first day? It hit me on um, the second day. I woke up in the hotel and I look out the window and we see Pittsburgh, like the river of Pittsburgh from the hotel room and i think holy fucking shit i made it to fucking pittsburgh and i'm at african with my pillar fuck yeah fuck yeah now that's the fucking way you want to start today <laughs> so yeah the first day ends guide me through the second day well the second day i mean we uh, don't really do we don't really start that interesting we do our normal morning routines. We, you know, we take a walk throughout the city because we've never been to the city before. And then we uh, decide to go on, okay, do a little bit of sightseeing because, well, we did it. And then we grab breakfast at the Fairland Cafe. They had a literal cafe named Fairyland. We had mm -hmm. breakfast there every morning. Fantastic. <laughs> and the best part about the Fairland Cafe was Two doors down, it was the liquor store. Oh, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> you know, you know what happens at Furry Counts when you have a liquor store just across the hotel? I mean, it's bound to get empty real quick. We furries, I mean, we, we're summer. known to divulge in alcoholic beverages. And keep this in mind. Pittsburgh is hot, it's humid. Oh. And yes, you're going to drink a lot of alcohol, guaranteed. Oh, man. I fucking hate humidity. I thought you hate winter. I hate all of it. <laughs> I hate winter because of the pain it, 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 it makes me, but I also hate humidity because I hate sweating. Long live the fall, at least in Sweden. <laughs> so right. anyway, after, after, you know, stacking up on booze, you know, we... My pillar jumps in suit again, and this one... This is what makes me proud in this case because his first maker happened to be a good friend of mine. And the first maker put me in charge of their group photo. Nice. So now we're talking. Now we're talking official fursuit group photo by a first maker at Anthrocon. If you ever seen on YouTube, like uh, the dancing videos on the roof of the, of the convention center, we did the photos up there, and it took me back to 
I think like 2000 and 2008, I think. I remember seeing the videos back then, maybe 10 years ago, and it was the same roof. And I'm now up there doing photos of a bunch of first sitters. <laughs> it was so cool. It was so cool. You, you said that it's been a long dream of yours to go to Anthrocon. So I want to know, so, so people like me can have a better perspective of what you're going through. Was this, was this highly prioritized for you? Like something like you feel like I have to experience this. Is this a peak of something that you've wanted to do? Or is it more of a, man, it, this is all just so awesome. I, I don't feel like prioritizing what is best or what is least best. It's all just in the category of awesome. Like, how, how do you personally work? Because me personally, I, I, I do lists in my head. It, it's how I function. But for you, it was this like a dream come true? Like, this was something I really wanted to do in my life? Or was it more of a general feeling of, of, of awesomeness? I mean, it's a mix of both, I would say, because I always wanted to go to America since I was young. And then when I became a furry, well, surprise, surprise, you found out about Africa and you lucky bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and then I decided, okay, I keep looking on the con videos. This was like 2007 when they just got to Anthrocon, you know, in, uh, in Pittsburgh. And I thought, this is so fucking cool. I'm going to be there one day. <laughs> it was that long-term dream, long-time dream coming true. Yeah. Fucking happy for you, man. I really am. When you when you got to the to the main hotel, because I'm guessing it's a main hotel and several other hotels, or how was the layout in, in Anthrocon? It was the main hotel, being the Westin, which your boy Warriors was the lucky one. He got the room at the main hotel. Fuck I'm yeah. a lucky son of a bitch. Fuck yeah. <laughs> how? Because the the only big furry convention I can. I can relate to, and I, I have a reference spot for it, is NFC, the Swedish one. How much difference is it in terms of size? Way bigger. Oh, you can shit. take Nordic Fuscon. You can take Nordic Fuscon and time it with 10. Jesus. Then you get the size of Anthrocon. NFC was overwhelming for me. Damn. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you take the you take the official group photo with with first suitors. What happens after this? Yeah. Well, after that, well, surprise, surprise, we go back to the room and we drink some beer. We take a couple of breaks to cool down because it's fucking hot. It's fucking humid. It's actually so fucking humid outside. Even the cameraman was overheating. <laughs> So yeah, remember to hydrate. We didn't drink water, we drank beer. Oh no. Because it was cheaper than whiskey. <laughs> oh god. D did you did you get drunk, my friend? I did not, unfortunately, oh. because it's this th weird thing with me. When it's very hot and humid outside, I tend to drink more. It takes me more to get drunk. Ah. And I didn't get drunk because I was getting to the buzzing moment. But then I ran out of beer. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Meet up, have a couple of drinks. How many days is it in total that you were there? Uh, in Pittsburgh, it was a total of five days. And on Athrocon? 
Yeah, that's counting on AFCON, but we had, I had a late departure. Okay. So I didn't leave before Tuesday after the con. All right. I, I was supposed to, correction, correction. I was supposed to leave on Tuesday, then I realized, oh shit, Tuesday is 4th of July. Ah. And <laughs> when you're having a connecting flight into New York airport, holy fucking shit. The fucking nightmare happened. Delayed, 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 cancelled. Oh, Jesus. But that's another story for another day. Yeah. <laughs> Please continue. What happens? What happens the second day? Are, are are you reaching? Are you reaching an end? And when are you still holding on to your camera? Like after you start drinking with your friends? My camera is always on me. They know it. Everybody knows it. When I'm there, my camera is always on me. All right. So when do you have time to? Relax and take in the moment. Normally when I put my camera down to later charge, then I put my camera down and I just go out and live the moment. All right. So what happened? Like, if, I am there. I am I'm literally that. I'm literally that committed to, you know, being a cameraman. Yeah. Basically surgically attached to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kinda. What happens at, so anyway, at the So anyway, uh, we went to a couple of panels. And uh, surprise, surprise, we went to a pool toy panel, of all things. All right. And it's not as easy as you think, because when you're thinking pool toy panels, you think like, okay, maybe it's a panel room full with orcas and crocodiles. You can buy at the toy store. No, 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 amigo. This one was a room filled with customized pool toys, and they allowed fursers to come and play with them. Like, straight up. The, those pool toys they had in the room, they cost just as much as a, as a, as if, you know, some full suitors uh, do commission. Like, I saw pool toys there costing about, the price range of four thousand dollars just for a pool toy. Shit. <laughs> and they just and they let and they lend it out to people on the panel. They allow fursters to come and play with them. I like I, during the panel. <laughs> that's insane to me. It was uh, a bit eye opener when I got to hear the pricing of them. That's for sure. I mean. What's going through my head isn't so much like how how can someone put so much money into something because you can use that same argument for 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 fursuits like how can you put so much money into that if you wanted you wanted if you needed you needed what what I'm having a hard time wrapping around is that a pool toy doesn't have the biggest durability in the world like it it can puncture so to put that much into a pool toy and then let other people use it just blows my mind. It blows my mind too, honestly. That was uh, a little bit of like, okay, this is a thing. It's summer. They use them everywhere. So, hey, it's cool. They let fursuits play with them. Great. More photos. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy to do it. I don't think I could ever do it, but I'm happy to do it. 
Any, if, if anything else, just to get an introduction to it, like if I was there or something. Yeah, and then I realized, then I realized, okay, during this panel, they also have like different companies within the furry fandom that specially focus on furries. Some furries go to the extent and literally straight up, uh, they commission a pool toy persona, like a pool toy version of their persona, literally going that far. Holy shit. That was an eye opener for me too. Do you, do you, did you take any photos of it? Stupid question, but I I want to I want to see one. Uh, I think I did. I know I took a photo of a gigantic dino. I know that one. <laughs> but the biggest dino that wasn't actually the most expensive. There, it was uh, one of the cheaper ones compared to the customized ones. But still, very cool though. I'm guessing. I'm guessing there's a pool. There's a big pool at this hotel. I'm guessing. I didn't see any pool, but they had a pool toy panel at the hotel, you know, in the convention center. But I didn't see any pool, so okay. All right. <laughs> well, I mean, I would. I would assume. I would assume that there was one, considering you know, yeah, pool toys. So uh, if you did get to choose, if you did get to to use them or to like borrow them for a while, I'm guessing it's on the floor on, in the panel room. Mostly in the panel room because they were quite big. You couldn't really fit them through the door. It had to be in the panel room. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what happens after the panels? Well, we go out and we grab some dinner, me and my amazing roomie. Mm -hmm. And uh, we went to a real American restaurant that I have never tried before. And I'm not talking KFC, man. I'm talking Arby's. I got to try Arby's for the first time. Arby's. We got the meats. Or we have the meats. It's either one of those two. I've only seen commercials when I watch wrestling. I can watch commercials for Arby's. Was it good? Do you recommend it? I do recommend if you try the, uh, the Arby's. I highly recommend you try the Steakhouse Brisket Burger. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> Fuck, it sounds good. <laughs> God damn, you make me hungry now. <laughs> it sounds really good. <laughs> no, but yeah, some someday when I get over my fear of flying and I go back to the States, something I do want to do. I mean, Arby's is definitely a thing that I would want to try out. I would never, you know, go there, obviously, for Arby's, but it was something I want to try out. That and Five Guys. I've heard a lot of people recommend Five Guys. The unfortunate thing for me was I didn't see five guys in uh, in Pittsburgh. I'm not too sure if they have it. Damn it. Well, we got Arby's at least. What happens after but Arby's? Then, oh, the best part. Going back into the lobby, and I encounter one of my first crushes. Is it a name you would want to give out, or do you want to keep it private? I mean... It's a pretty pretty normal name because, hey, everybody knows about him. Duke Doberman, the Doberman who looks like a motherfucking bodybuilder. Duke Doberman. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty bad at, like, just furries names and stuff, but I'm guessing he's quite popular. Yeah, last time I checked, he had uh, roughly 50,000 followers Holy on his Twitter shit. or something. Yeah, no, yeah, no, that, that's definitely popular. 
And I don't blame people for having a crush on him because, hey, when you see his fursuit, you can tell that guy does not skip fucking chest day. <laughs> like, 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 he was a, his suit looked like a bodybuilder, straight up a bodybuilder. You know, abs showing, chest is like poking. You can see the veins popping through his fucking suit. He was that fucking ripped. Jesus. I need to check this out. Did you did mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet him? Like, did you get, did you get a chance to go up to talk to him, take a photo with him? I actually got to talk to him. I got a selfie with him. Nice. And the craziest part was that he recognized me for my photo. So hey, that's another achievement unlocked. Dude, that's fucking awesome, man. <laughs> fucking hell. This is only the second day. You've already like a lot of stuff from your bucket list that you that you can sign off. Yeah. What happens the after rest this? Of, and the rest of Friday, well, staying in the room, chilling, we got some friends over, and then we're just chilling and hanging out in the room, basically. Nice. A chill room party. And, mm, you can call it the room party. We were not exactly playing any loud music or anything, because neighboring rooms were a little bit tired and wanted to take an early yeah. night. We respect the neighbors when you go to America. Mm -hmm. At least I do. All right. So this was the end of Friday, then? Yeah, Friday. All right. Well, fucking sweet. Let's go into Saturday. Oh, buddy. Saturday was a good one. Because, you know, stand in morning procedure, have breakfast at the Fairland Cafe. Mm-hmm. Fetch more booze because we drank it all the night before. More beer. <laughs> and then Saturday was the special one because they were going to do the official fursuit group photo for the convention. Anthrocon has gotten so big, they had to cancel the event because, <laughs> because the room they had were supposed to use simply was too small. They couldn't fit all the suitors into the room. But, okay. Hmm. And then, yeah. keep in mind, keep in mind, for those normies that is listening to the podcast and they don't know exactly how big Anthrocon is, Anthrocon at this point is the second largest furry convention in the world. Let that one sink in. Yeah, cause, cause that's what I'm thinking. Like, I know, like your friends had like, okay, now all the dragons meet up. Now all the huskies meet up, and and that's how they can like do the photo shoot and stuff. But how the how the hell does something like Anthrocon do it if they don't split it up? And especially if you said it was a room, like they don't do it like outside or anything. In this case, uh, they did it inside. That's like they did. Uh, last year, this time they tried to do it again, and they couldn't fit everyone into the room because the room became too small. You simply had too many fursuiters. But why not, do, why not do it outside? I don't know. It's not my convention. It's not my decision to make. Uh, true, true. Oh, well, hell, maybe, hopefully, they'll do something different for next year. Hopefully, they'll do it outside. There's probably, there's probably a big reason why they can't do it. But... Did you go? Because you said it was canceled, right? You said it was canceled. It got canceled, yes. 
did it get replaced with anything? Any sort of like fursuit photos or was it just straight up canceled? The uh, chairman literally told every single cameraman through uh, the social media, if you're a cameraman at no at uh, Anthrocon, please, uh, you know, take as many photos as you can of the, of the first suitors because we had to cancel. Uh, so he is asking from all of the cameramen attending the con. Jesus. So that should be an easy, easy result, right? No, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> obviously you're being sarcastic, but I just imagine his email just exploding thousands and thousands of photos. Exploding by the millions. Jesus. <laughs> and because they still had the meter place, and we did not find the room for the meter place. However, what happens as a tradition after you have the lovely fursuit parade? Nice. Which I don't think we had a first parade at Nordic Fuscon. I don't think we did. Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I don't have any memory of first parade now. And this is where one of my biggest dreams becomes a fucking reality. For you see, we are at the very beginning of the parade, and my pillar grabs me. He looks at me and he goes, "You always wanted to do this." Let's do this together. He takes my hand and we enter the first parade from the very beginning. We just jump into it. <laughs> and I walk side by side with one of my absolute best friends in the fandom. He is in fursuit and I am, you know, holding my camera because, hey, I'm a cameraman. And it hits me immediately. Holy shit. I'm literally walking in the first parade. So we get to the escalators, we go down the set of escalators, and then at the bottom we are met by two gigantic doors and they are open. And I know from the videos I watched on YouTube, right outside those doors, it's the people of Pittsburgh. Like they had blocked off traffic for a whole fucking block jesus as far as the eye as far as the eye could see you had people fucking everywhere and i just gotta do my best fucking impression i walk closer to the door and i just i just do my best thing and that is this i use my voice and i say pittsburgh I know you can make some noise. I want to hear you. And I walk out and I just hear the fucking crowd erupt. It's literally erupting. People cheering, people clapping. Just to give you a similar idea on how loud the crowd was. The crowd was so loud and energizing. It felt like you were the Undertaker making a surprise appearance of Royal Rumble. <laughs> it was literally that loud. God, it sounds like... And, I, and from there, I just do my thing. And from there, I just do my thing. I sprint forward, and I just go into camera position, and I do 
like fast mode on my camera, boom, 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 boom. And I captured the moments of <laughs> being in the parade of all the suitors. And the only thing, the only thing going through my mind, holy shit, this is amazing. And the only thing I will do better, the only thing that can make this even better, now is the time Danny himself should be here and live it with me. <laughs> never say never. And then, and then <laughs> for the last couple of, for, like for the rest of the parade, I decided, fuck it, I'm just going to roll with it. You know, I put my camera down, I'm walking around giving high fives to people. I'm giving people autographs and stuff. I straight up felt like being a celebrity, even though I'm just a cameraman. <sighs> and the first afraid uh, actually ended. But it ended with one of my dreams coming true. I got to live it together with one of my absolute bestest friends in the fandom. I'm guessing it's one of those memories that will just be seared into your mind forever. Yes, it really will be. And these, these are the moments where you truly know that you did the right decision in terms of sacrificing a lot to get there yes you did sacrifice a lot to get there but my, my philosophy when it comes to money is that we have money in order to spend it in order to create memories i i i didn't have anything left in my wallet after buying tickets to go see kiss but i will never forget those memories and for you sure well, I do appreciate the wonderful words that you just said that what, what, what would make it better is if I was there. But, and I know you agree with me on this, it doesn't take away from the absolute beauty of a memory that you did receive. Because I, I can... That is absolutely I, correct. I can imagine. I can't relate. I can imagine what you, go, what you went through and I'm getting goosebumps on just the thought. So knowing that you did in fact go through this makes me extremely happy for you. And I'm glad you did it. Let me tell you, I was extremely happy to be there myself and to make it come true. I was really, really happy with it. <laughs> Literally, I actually had, I fell a few tears uh, after the parade because it was so big. It was so big. Because again, for again for the people that didn't know, Anthrocon is the only furry convention in the world to literally hold a Guinness World Record for the longest fursuit parade in the world. And I got to walk in it as a cameraman. Dig that, sucker. <laughs> God damn, man. It, the, the longest in terms of how long it takes for it, like in terms of minutes, or the longest in terms of how many people are involved in it? Amount of people involved in it. So not even the and biggest year, convention can and, take that from them. <laughs> like, 
they last uh, roughly one and a half hours from beginning to end because the line is that long. And then on top of that, it makes me not only just fucking proud, it makes me like, holy shit, we made it happen. Was that a couple of days after the count ended, we got the information that they have a new world fucking record. They set a new fucking record in highest uh, amount of firsters in the parade. And again, this moment sinks in. Holy shit. Holy shit. Just holy shit. <laughs> Not only was I there as the cameraman, but my best friend in his fursuit, he was there and he was part of making history. What did your friend feel when when he found that out? When you told him, or or unless he found out by himself, what what did he, what did he go through? Does he feel the same he went that through, he, this guy that he did it, that he did it with you? What, what what was his thoughts? He said, "Well, it was extremely cool, and it was also a dream for him as well coming true. Something that he also wanted to do." I'm actually getting teary just by talking about it. You can't see it, but I actually have a few tears falling down my face as I'm just talking about it. These are the moments, my friend. These are the moments. Would you say it was the highlight of the trip? Absolutely, it was. So Saturday was the big one. The only thing that will make it even better, you know what that is? If I was there? If your boy Danny was there in his own fursuit as Kane, that will make the moment even better. I'll repeat, never say never. It sounds like the most fantastic moments. And I do have on my bucket list someday in the future to go to an American furry convention. But it's not something oh. in the near future. But I don't plan on leaving this furry fandom anytime soon either. So I'm not in a hurry. Well, that's a good thing because I plan on leaving the furry fandom when I'm dead. There we go. Furries for life. What happens after after the first parade? I, like, is it does it take some time to like to calm down? Do you go to your room, or are you too much of a hide? Did you go like, no, screw that, let's party? What happens after the first parade? Well, like you mentioned, we go to the room. We uh, we take a little bit of a breather because hey, again, it's fucking hot and fucking humid. More lovely beer, and uh, just about an hour later. We go outside, and this is what's special about Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh literally gave the African convention as a gift, a fursuit block party. This is something that the Pittsburgh arranged. They had blocked off uh, streets of traffic, and it was as simple as you can say it. It's a fucking block party. You have fursuers all over the place, people all over the place. You have street musicians coming out. 
jamming together. You had first series dancing to the music, and then you have the camera crew standing there capturing all the vibes. You had local media showing up, sending it live on television as well. Oh, buddy. It was on the media? Like like news and stuff? Yeah, they had uh, the news there. They had the uh, newspapers as well. <coughs> yeah. Damn. Well, I was not on the news. I just saw the guy with the big camera. Yeah. And he said, like, the uh, news station he was working for. I mean, I guess it's not that surprising it was on the news if... If like the city of Pittsburgh did did arrange this, and I would say that's pretty newsworthy. Well, technically it is. All right, so it's a block party, which so like tons of fursuiters, tons of furries, just blasting music and having a good time. I'm guessing. Oh yeah, absolutely. And for the people of Pittsburgh, they can of course come up and get their photo together with the furries. Like getting photos together with um, the first suitors, of course, that happened a lot. <laughs> and then something that really uh, also came as a bit of a okay, that's interesting. Uh, there was a first suitor that approached uh, me and he told me not only did he recognize me, uh, he actually was inspired by me oh, to shit. start his own journey with. Uh, with you know going into photography and making his own literal freelancer uh, company, if that's the right way to put it. Mm -hmm. So I have someone tell me they got inspired by me during the block party. I have a couple of other first leaders, and this one was like, okay, this is extremely interesting. It was one of those moments where, okay, it's interesting, very interesting. I never had that encounter before. <laughs> the first suitors, a couple of first suitors told me this, that they have a crush on the cameraman. Like, you heard, a, you heard a saying before, having a first crush, yeah, that's common. But having a crush on the cameraman, <laughs> of all things... Good old cameraman I, crush. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess that's um, that's something I wasn't really prepared for, honestly. Like, okay, people have a crush on the cameraman being me. Like, okay, I appreciate it. I really do. How does it feel now that, now that you've had some more time to think about it? Is, is it a sense of pride or is it more of a, no, it's, it's just a fun thing? I mean, it is you know, a bit of a pride, I will say, because it's not every day people tell me to my face that they have a crush on me because I'm a cameraman. <laughs> if you ever doubt your skills, remind yourself of these moments. And I'm, oh, not, yeah. I'm not telling you this will. because I think you doubt it because I, I don't think I don't think you do. But we, we're, we're human. We are furries, but we're still human. And we all have our moments where, where we doubt ourselves. So it's, it's important to remember these moments because it will help us, me also, it will help us hold on to what we enjoy doing. And you do deserve, mm -hmm. you do deserve the fucking like compliments that you do, that you get. Because it ain't the first one apparently. 
How did Saturday end? It ain't the end? first one. It ain't the last one either. That's for sure. Goddamn right it's not. <laughs> how did Saturday end? There Was it a block party and then back to the hotel room and go to bed? Or how, how did Saturday end? No, 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 no. Saturday ended more like, you know, what happens after, you know, back to the room, mm-hmm. more drinking. Then we go out to Fairland. We have dinner. Mm-hmm. And I tried the lasagna, and this is where I have a big what the fuck moment. The plate, the the, the Furland Cafe, they ran out of plates, right? Where they serve your food. So they had to improvise. What the hell did they do? They served food in a motherfucking dog bowl. What the f- holy shit. <laughs> and I'm like, I I understand the furries are back in town, but serving your food in a dog bowl? Come on, really? What the fuck? You know that some furries fucking love that. You know that some furries are like, oh, hell yeah, this is much better than a plate. <laughs> I mean, hey. It's related to furries. There's a drop down for a fundy for that. <laughs> Holy shit, run out of plates. Fucking hell. And then, you know, we finished dinner and we decide, okay? Now, of course, when I'm eating dinner, my camera is in the room. So I'm taking a camera break in that case. Mm-hmm. I gotta eat. I'm a cameraman. I can't survive without food <laughs> and booze. <laughs> So I go with the walk with my amazing roomie. And again, I happen to encounter another first crush of mine. And this one was, you can clearly see what her gender was because she had, it was a horse fursuiter with big boobas. Ah. This one I think That's I the see. Name. Fiona, is that it? I don't remember the name. I just remember photos. And I think well, I, I got a selfie with her. I got a selfie with her. I talked to her in person. So you've probably seen her. Yes, you have. <laughs> How happy were you at this point? I am over the moon happy at that point. You know, I'm attending my first American Con, making my dream. I just made my dream come true, being in the first parade. And now meeting my second Forza Crush? <laughs> Just in the span of a day. <laughs> Saturday's, so, you know, Saturday sounds like a fucking amazing day, man. It was... It was amazing. And the cameraman means amazing. <laughs> oh, don't you worry, baby. I know where you're coming from. You love wrestling, I know. Yeah. Course. my biggest passion <laughs> after the first so, uh-huh. what happens you know walk a little bit more around this time without the camera I'm just walking around absorbing it in go back to the room again more beer and then more beer and then of course my roommate tells me he's going to have a friend over and have some Shall we say fun time so with him? Good old fun time, all right. And I'm like, okay, you do you. I take my camera and I go do my thing. 
And this is where I decide, okay, I'm going to check out the rave. I'm glad I did. Because, Danny, correct me if I'm wrong. Did you see that video I sent you on, to, on uh, Telegram about the rave? I did. Uh, sadly, I never went to any raves or, or disco parties at NFC, except for one, but I was there for a very specific reason. It wasn't to dance. So I couldn't really take in the moments. So I didn't have any references. That being said, what I saw was fucking amazing. Yeah. How was it when you entered? Like, what is the feeling when you enter? Is it a sea of furries? Or is it more of like the music is so loud that you you transport yourself to a new world? What is it that you feel when you enter this rave? I saw a sea of furries just raving it out to the motherfucking music. And it was like going into a new fucking dimension. Because they started off calmly, like you had like common uh, rail lines, they weren't that effective. And then you got to the main song and you just hear, here we, here we, here we fucking go. They start playing the slowly intro and then they just blast it full fucking volume. The bass was so powerful, you can I actually saw this. The screws in the wall where you have the hinges attached. Those got loose because the bass was so powerful. Jesus fucking hell. And the rave lights were flickering like crazy. I am so glad I captured that on video. And it, it was even more amazing to me because I go up there and I say, <laughs> I say in the video, God damn, Anthrocon, God damn. <laughs> Well, what, like I had never, I had never been to a rave party that big before, and oh my god, Anthrocon did not disappoint. That's for sure. <laughs> what would be kind of funny is that if 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 people could see like f- like the furs from the fur suits like rise up for every like bass beat. Of course, it, of course, that's not possible, but it would be kind of funny to see that. That would be kind of cool too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I decided, okay, I checked out the rave. It was fucking epic. And I'm like, let me just walk a little bit more around as a caravan. I have nothing planned. Just take some awesome photos of first series, right? Mm-hmm. And who do I encounter on my way out? Just as I just have left the, uh, the rave, who do I encounter? Surprise, surprise galore. They are like, everybody is here. A third first crush of mine? Oh, man. <laughs> so this time I have my camera on me. I do some photos of him with my camera. <laughs> and I end up talking to him as well. And turned out I kind of made him cry because I told him, I know the fact that you have a Discord. Uh, a Discord server. I'm in it. I follow you on all your platforms. And I told him, I'm one of your very few followers from Norway. That first suitor, he had a movable jaw. And I just saw the jaw opened and he just leaped into a hug. And I, as I'm hugging him, I can hear a slowly sobbing. He was happy crying. 
I fucking love this fucking fandom so much. Oh yeah, I do. Fuck, man, I fucking love this fandom so much. <sighs> I, I, I can just... If, if there's anything I can take from this conversation, and we're not done, because we need to go into Sunday as well, but if there's anything I can take from this conversation, it's just the, the warmth this makes me feel. I am so glad that this will be a that this will be posted as a podcast episode to really remind furries listening to this why we go to conventions why we bankrupt ourselves to go to conventions and the normies listening to this why this fandom has just taken over my life why it does it to a lot of people cuz it's it's such a unique place to be and when you're at a furry convention and you are you right now various are definitely conveying what you went through because at the very least you're conveying it to me the warm feeling of it i'm so happy oh yeah absolutely <laughs> oh and i again again i was standing in the back of the room at the rave party, and I'm like, you know, it's the most epic time of my lives. And then I'm like, this fucking brainstorm idea came to my head. It will be even cooler to have Danny up on the stage as a motherfucking DJ. <laughs> then it'd be Danny's rave party. Fuck yeah. Now we that I can, this over here. That one I can almost definitely say will never happen, but I mean. If stranger things have happened. <laughs> stranger things. The closest thing to that was at NFC this year. Uh, like I said, I, I only went to one dance thing, and I wasn't there to dance. I was there to do something specific. And it was with a friend of mine who wanted me to show up, and he made me press the, the press a button on his DJ gear because when I pressed the button, the song, a remix of I Was Made For Loving You by Kiss started playing. So it was it was like I made that song happen in his in his DJ set and it was just amazing. That's the closest I'll probably ever get to standing on a stage at a furry convention being a DJ. I pressed one button, <laughs> but it was awesome. Did you press the big red button that said detonate? Well, luckily this one was green and it really and it played the song. But I but I certainly fucking exploded when I did it. Because holy shit, I was happy. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But I let, get let, it. let's go on. So, yeah, yeah, the yeah. rave happens. What happens after, after the rave? After you've danced, so your feet starts bleeding. What happens after the rave? <laughs> well, then the I met crush. my first crush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, after that, I said, okay, I could really go outside and eat some fresh air. And that's exactly what I did. I walked outside and I see a familiar face outside. And I'm like, you know what, let me just go up and talk to this guy. Without even saying a word, I walk up to him, and this guy just gives me a cigarette. Like, okay, he wants to smoke with me. All right, I take a cigarette, no problem. And I realize, dude, holy shit, the guy right in front of me is a founder of another convention? And he is a part of a lot of other conventions in the States. He runs a lot of panels. I met the boy, Alkali. 
the founder of Foursquare, the convention. Right. And I'm like, I look next to me and there's I fucking the convention lawyer. Okay, so I'm standing out there, I'm smoking with smoking a cigarette with the convention lawyer and you know this big guy, Alkali. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden I hear someone with a um uh Phoenix accent like from Arizona. Mm-hmm. I turn over where it's coming from and it's it's a musician. It's Pepper Coyote himself. And I'm like, again, I just randomly walked into something. <laughs> and I'm just standing there smoking with, you know, I can say I, I smoked with the big boys, okay? I smoke with the big boys. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I asked them for a selfie. They all three got together. We took the selfie together. I got to hang out with them, talk to them in person, just chilling, basically. So, and that's what I did most of. That's how Saturday ended. That's how Saturday ended. I'm glad you had a moment, even though you had your camera with you at, at that time. I'm glad that earlier on Saturday, you did you did have a chance to put the camera down and take it in like you said yourself but i yes. don't think saturday could have ended in a better way uh no it couldn't have ended in a better way i mean the musician pepper coyote yeah everybody knows about him the lawyer for the convention who apparently does twitch streaming and is a friend of the chairman everybody know him and Alkali, well, fuck me. Everybody knows Alkali. <sighs> All right. <sighs> Saturday ends. You wake up. And then we get to Sunday. And we get to Sunday. Sunday was, you know, more of a uh, chill day for most people because uh, the convention was unfortunately closing. The closing ceremonies happen, the con is officially closed, but you still see in the con space first suitors everywhere. First suitors called lore. And at that point, you know, you're just hanging with friends. Again, I'm with my camera doing more photos. And as I'm doing that, holy shit, I bump into a fourth person crush of mine. And this one really makes me a little bit more personal because, hey, this first crush of mine, she does the famous first suiting 101 panel. I met Gail Frostbane herself in person, one of my first crushes. Mm. And like I do as a cameraman, I do my thing, take photos of my first crush. And I got to talk to him in person. But generally on Sunday, that's what we did. We walked around, hanging out with friends mostly, and just trying to live the moment, even though I'm behind the camera. So the official days are Friday to Sunday, not counting late departure or 
or early arrival? Uh, it's officially like Thursday to Sunday. Thursday to Sunday. Mm -hmm. What is there besides panel? Are, are there any like? When it's that big, I guess it's hard to. It's, I guess it's hard to have check-ins and everything. But what is there to do th that are not things that you yourself create with your friends, besides panels? I mean, you have uh, other like story shows, like Uncle Kaga Story Hour. That's a thing. That's more of a show, I would say. Uh, you have the live concert with Pepper Coyote and Fox Amore. That's a thing. Uh, you have, for example, uh, whose line is it anyway? By your boy Alkali. Right. They call on horror stories only available for Super Sponsor. Other than that, you have the amazing room parties. If you want to have more fun with your friends, you can always have the room parties. And Sunday was, was the big rest day. I mean, mostly was, you know, just chill and hang out with friends before everybody left the last chance to hang out, basically. All right. It is like that procedure at every furry convention, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. Every time I ask a question that could be, that could be taken as a very obvious like that has a very obvious answer it's always important to, to remind that i have never been to an american ferry convention so one might be a no shit to some people for me i rather ask and receive a no shit than to just assume because hey i assumed there was a pool at the fucking hotel and i was wrong mm -hmm. what what else happens sunday or is this is this how it ends we ended up going to another restaurant, trying more local food. And then Monday comes around, all of our friends leave and me and my pillar stands behind. And we decide, okay, we got to make the last meal at the con more memorable. We go to a real American barbecue. And I'm talking, this is America, baby. We're talking big-ass portions. I, I'm still full from that, uh, from that dinner. <laughs> it's still like, in your system. The, the, portions, the portions they had were on the same size as uh, the keyboard for your computer. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, America. But hey, like you said, you wanted the last meal to be a very memorable one. Yeah. Do you leave early Tuesday? We have to do a checkout from the hotel at 11. That's what we do. And then uh, <laughs> get to the airport. And... Uh, I, you know, we do my, I do my thing. I sit in the bar with one of my absolute best friends. We are reflecting over everything we did. And we realize it's 4th of July. Okay. Now we're just hoping our flight departs on time. Surprise. It comes with an hour delay. 
And we're both getting worried because we both have connecting flights from New York Airport. I'm not. I'm gonna stop there because I can see the anxiety creeping up on Danny as we talk. So I'm gonna stop there. Tell you what, <laughs> if we do another episode in the future, let's talk about nightmare stories coming back from conventions. And then we can do both this one, and maybe I'll have some of my own. Hell, who knows? Maybe I'll tell the nightmare story on the way back from Euroferns Euro last year. We'll see. But I do want. I don't. I do wanted to end before it be, before it be, gets to any any negatives. Even though it could be a fun story now, it's always easy to look back on things now and laugh. Going through them at the time, it really isn't fun. So I do. Well, wanna... I want to mention one thing. I yes. want to mention this one thing. When I was flying from northern Norway to <laughs> to Pittsburgh. Uh, on the flight, you know, it was the smoothest flight I ever had. I got a free upgrade. I got window seat the entire fucking way. Fuck yeah. I got free breakfast on board the plane. Fuck yeah. And I remember it was 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm sitting somewhere. I don't remember where. And they asked me, oh, you're going to America? First time? Yeah. Oh, one moment. She goes over to a tap, and I hear a so familiar sound of a tap pouring into a glass. Looks at me, and she goes, for your trip to America, this is on the house. I look at it, and I'm like, can this journey start off any better? I'm now getting free booze? <laughs> you I, I mean, man. To come. Oh, yeah. And uh, when we finally land in New York Airport, not JFK, I need to point that out because there's multiple airports in the New York area. I landed in the Newark Airport, not JFK, but the other big one. Holy shit. They do not joke around when it comes to fucking security. I had to go through customs and immigration. That took about an hour. Mm -hmm. Make my way to another fucking terminal. And they check my bag. They do another passport inspection. They fucking search you with fucking sniffer dogs and shit. Mm -hmm. Like I'm talking literally canine sniffer dogs they use out in the airport. And then right after you're done with that, before you can go through another fucking security check, surprise, surprise, it's another passport control. They check all the papers you have. Then you go through the uh, security control, and then the last thing they do, and this one came as a big fucking surprise to me, by the way. They made me step into this machine, and they did an x-ray scan of your entire body. They check your body on the inside as well <laughs> as the outside. It's one thing I don't I don't miss with going to the states. It's it's the airport when you arrive. I don't miss that. Ugh. But hey, we got to do what we got to do, right? Yeah, security yeah. is there for a reason. I don't blame them. It was apparently that airport where they had the 9-11 attacks, where it departed. That's where it all started, really, ah. when you technically think about it. 
well, at least you everything want to after compare? that was really good. Yeah, everything after that was really good. So the last question you asked was during, uh, the last question was, can you compare um, American conventions to the Northern European ones like Nordic Foscon? Yeah. It's like, Africon is like 10 times bigger than Nordic Foscon. Let that sink in. But I personally prefer uh, Nordic Foscon. Not because it's uh, easier to travel to. You don't have to fly half, half across the globe to get there. Mm -hmm. It's in February, so it's not so fucking humid. If you're a first suitor and you're feeling hot, then you just go outside and cool down because it's fucking cold outside. But still, Nordic Fuscon to me is more of a chill convention. And it's also one of my favorites because, you know, Nordic Foscon was my first proper furry convention I went to. That was back in 2016. Yeah, there's nothing special about it. Your first one, I mean. It was even more special Nordic Foscon 2023 for a couple of reasons. We'll save that one. Like, I will save that one, and that's guaranteed for another podcast episode. Guaranteed. Before before we finish this, is there anything else you want to get off your chest that has that has been related to to Anthrocon? Is there anything you feel like I need this to be said that you haven't already said? I mean, not really, but I do want to at least point out, because I mentioned that I did a group photo for a first maker. If you want to check out the maker, you might be wondering who it is. Mm -hmm. You can check them out on Twitter and Telegram. It's the Karelia Fursuits. They, they have the headquarters in Denmark. Make sure you follow them on Telegram and Twitter. Uh, so look them up, the Karelia you can also go to their own website, thecareleofursuits.com. Definitely recommend you check them out. And I do also want you to give an opportunity to plug your channel. Is there anything you would like to say about your Twitter? Would you like to plug that? You can find... I know because I'm a cameraman, people are going to be asking me this question a bazillion times, so I'm going to answer this right now. Uh, when will the photos for Africon be released? Almost every single photo are done editing. There's still a few left, but hopefully by this Friday, you're right, first of Friday, my photos from Africon will be uploaded, and you can find them on Twitter. That will be Warriors Photo. You can also find them on my Telegram channel, being Warriors Photography. And if you have any other questions or stuff like that from a convention, like if you were attending AFCON and you met me or you want to just talk about general con experience, maybe tips and tricks about photos, feel free to contact me on Telegram. Warriors Dragon is where you contact me. And there we have it. And there we have it. Amigos, I am very glad for, for everyone who downloaded this episode. 
various and very glad that you went through what you went through and I'm glad I could uh, do this right by you to have a podcast episode and if I, I, I understand it's an if if the photos are edited done by Friday it would be one hell of a perfect timing considering this episode will be released on Wednesday it will be a good week you're damn right it will be a good damn week <laughs> And with that, amigos, I thank you for listening to this. I hope we could convey the feeling of furry conventions to you. I hope it made you smile, or at the very least, I hope it made you understand what we feel in this fandom. Furry Month 2023 is now officially over, but I can't wait to do this again next year because this podcast is not going anywhere. That's the big difference between this year and last year. A podcast is not going anywhere. So until then, amigos. Well, Danny, 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 yeah? Danny. Yeah? Let me just ask. Let me interrupt. You said that the Furry Month are coming back next year. It comes back every year. This is my third and that's furry the bottom month. line because Danny Strange said so. <laughs> There you have it, amigos. <laughs>